0: Todd's Road Grace Church would like to invite you to listen to a sermon by our pastor, Todd Nybert. We are located at 4137 Todd's Road, two miles outside of Manowar Boulevard. Sunday services are at 1030 a.m. and 6 p.m. Bible study is at 945 a.m. Wednesday services are at 7 p.m. Nursery is provided for all services. For more information, visit our website at toddsroadgracechurch.com. Now here's our pastor, Todd Nybert. I've entitled the message for this morning, Today. Today. Right now. Present tense. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7, we read, Today, if you will hear His voice. Today. We read in the Same chapter, verse 13. Exhort one another while it's called today. That's a sobering thought. There's not always going to be a today. There's not always going to be a present tense. There's not always going to be a right now. The time is coming when time will be no more. Today, while it's called today. Now, I would like you to think real carefully about these statements I'm getting ready to make. There are two false refuges that we are constantly tempted to hide in. You know what those false refuges are? Yesterday and tomorrow. Those are the two false refuges that men seek to hide in. Yesterday. What I did yesterday. What I experienced yesterday. What I believed yesterday. Looking to something from yesterday to give me present assurance. I must be saved because of something that took place yesterday. I must be saved because of something I believed yesterday. That is a false refuge. Faith is always in the present. If I got to look back 10 minutes for assurance... I'm missing Christ. Faith is always right now. I think of what the Lord said to the church at Sardis. He said, you have a name that you live and you're dead. You're living on the past. You're living on past experience, past belief, past feelings. In the past, you're looking right now... To the past rather than looking to me only, you've got a name. You're living on your past reputation. You've got a name that you live, and you are dead. That's no different than eating yesterday's manna. What happened if you ate yesterday's manna? It would breed worms and stink. You'd put yesterday yesterday's manna in your mouth, and all of a sudden you had a mouth full of worms, that stank, that you would have to spit out, that could do you no good. Yesterday is a false refuge. Tomorrow is a false refuge. Tomorrow it will be different. Tomorrow I will fill in the blank, whatever it might be. Tomorrow things will change. Tomorrow I'm going to, whatever it might be, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Now in both of these instances, in hiding in yesterday and hiding in tomorrow, hiding in yesterday is hiding in what you did. Hiding in tomorrow is what you intend to do. That, my dear friends, is salvation by works. It's salvation by what you did or by what you intend to do. Salvation by works. Now, these are two false refuges. Yesterday and tomorrow. Now, in verse 7 of Hebrews chapter 3, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, if you will hear his voice. Now, if you have a King James Version, you will notice in verse 7, it says, Wherefore? and a parenthesis starts. And that parenthesis is not over until verse 11. Now, the parenthesis is not inspired. It was put there by the translators. But the translators believed this was a parenthetical statement. It was a statement of explanation. And when you see a parenthesis, that means you can pull it out and read the passage of Scripture without what that parenthesis is saying. And it will be in proper context. Now, what I want to do, I'm, we're going to come back to this parenthesis from Psalm 95, and it's a quotation from Psalm 95. I want to pull that out right now and read this without the parenthetical statement. It reads like this. Wherefore, verse 12, take heed, brethren. He's speaking to brethren. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God that exhort one another while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Wherefore, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Now, can a believer depart from the living God? Can a believer be saved one day? And lost the next. Is there such a thing. As eternal security. You know I've heard people use. The phrase once saved always saved. Perhaps you've heard that. Once saved. Always saved. Now somebody says do you believe in once saved always saved. Well it depends on. Who saved you. If you saved yourself. No I don't believe once saved always saved. You'll fall away. If I save myself, it won't last. But if God saved you, yes, I believe in once saved, always saved. If he is the one who does the saving, I believe the scripture definitely teaches the eternal security of God's elect. The Lord said, my sheep shall never perish. End of story. My sheep shall never perish. My father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man can take them out of my father's hand. That's why we believe in the eternal security of the sheep. Um, That being said. What is the evidence of being a sheep? What is the evidence that you are eternally secure? The evidence is perseverance. If you persevere, that will prove you really are one of his. The Lord said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples. Indeed, he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Now, the evidence that one is truly saved is that he perseveres in the faith. He perseveres looking to Christ. He doesn't quit. John said in 1 John 2, 19, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be manifest, that they were not all of us. Now he gives this warning He says, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Now, I've seen people depart that seemed to me that they really were children of God. And yet they've departed. They've left. I want to take heed lest that happens to me. Because I know how sinful I am. I don't really know how sinful I am. I'm a whole lot worse than I think I am. But I know how, I have some idea of how weak I am. And if I'm not kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, I will fall away. Uh, can a sheep perish? Well, if you can, you will. Can a sheep fall away? If you can, you will. But God's people cannot because they're kept by the power of God. And they're kept through persevering. Now, this thing of Persevering. It's not just remaining religious. It's continuing to look to Christ all the way to the end. Take heed, be on your lookout, lest there be in any of you. Now, you know what that tells me? I'm not to be thinking about you. I'm to be thinking about myself. Take heed, lest there be in me, Todd Nybert, an evil heart of unbelief, in departing from the living God. And if I depart from the living God. It's because I've been corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ. And I've sought to find a refuge. In yesterday. Or tomorrow. Rather than trusting the simplicity. The singleness. The onliness Of Jesus Christ. What that means is Christ is all. In my salvation. Now I'm corrupted from that. If I start looking to something from yesterday for assurance or something for tomorrow for assurance. Nothing is more evil than unbelief. And it's in me. Uh, Do you remember when the disciple said, Lord, I believe help thou mine unbelief. A believer believes I cannot not believe. But a believer in his old man still has unbelief. My old nature never believes. The new nature never does not believe. The old nature never believes. Hence, I believe. I really do. Help thou mine unbelief. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily. While it's called today. Today, if you will hear his voice. Here's that word today. Today. The right now, the present, exhort one another while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness, the deceptive nature of sin. And the scripture says the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. That's talking about my natural heart. That's talking about your natural heart. I don't trust my heart. Somebody says, trust your heart. Scripture says, he that trusteth his heart is a fool. I trust what God says, not the things that go through my heart. Listen to these scriptures. Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Galatians 6, 7, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall they also reap. John 1 8 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. We've lost all credibility. When a man thinketh himself to be something, when he's nothing, he deceiveth himself. We read of the deceitfulness of riches and the deceitful lusts and being spoiled through philosophy and vain deceit. The deceitfulness of sin has such a hardening effect to where I'm hard-hearted and I can't hear the gospel. Exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin... For we are made partakers of Christ if. Now this is an evidential if. It's not a conditional if. It's an evidential if. This is the evidence that we're partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. What's the beginning of my confidence? When I first believed, When God first gave me faith, I knew that all I had was Christ. I didn't have anything else to recommend me. All I had was Christ. My only hope of being saved is that Jesus Christ died for me. No other hopes. All in that. My only hope Is that his righteousness is given to me. That's all I had. Not only is it all that I had. It's all I wanted. I don't want anything else. I don't need anything else. Christ is all. All that God is. All that God requires. All that I have. Nothing More, nothing less, and nothing else. That is the beginning of my confidence. And we're called upon to hold that beginning of our confidence steadfast all the way to the end. We don't graduate from that. We don't make any progress beyond that. We look to Christ only. Does this mean that we don't care about growth and grace or walking with Christ? Of course, it doesn't mean that. I want to be just like Christ. I want to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But at all times, all I have is Christ only. And that's to be held steadfast to the end. Now let's go back to this parenthetical statement that the writer of the Hebrews gives to um, explain all of this. Verse 7, wherefore, and now he quotes Psalm 95, verses 7 through 11. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith. Now, I'm not interested in what men say. I'm interested in what God says. This is what the Holy Ghost says, the one who inspired men to write the scriptures. This is the third person of the Blessed Trinity, God the Holy Spirit Wherefore, the Holy Ghost saith today, if you will hear his voice. Now, the only way I understand today, and this helps me to understand it, is the manna. You can read about this in Exodus 16. When the children of Israel left Egypt and went into the wilderness, God fed them every day With manna from heaven. Uh, Now, this is given to illustrate the Lord Jesus Christ, Him being the bread from heaven. He said that Himself in John chapter 6. But here's what took place every day, manna would fall from heaven. And by noon, it would melt. You had to go out and gather it. It wasn't just put in your house, you had to go out and gather it and you were to gather just enough for that day. If you thought, well, I'm going to gather double and eat today's tomorrow as well, you know what would happen? When you would eat that bread the next day, it would breed worms and stink. It would give you no value at all. All you could do is spit it out. Yesterday's manna is no good for today. I can't save for tomorrow. Manna was to be eaten that day in the present. I'm to look to Christ right now. I'm not, you know, the yesterday's manna, I'm hungry today. Yesterday's manna won't do me any good. Tomorrow's manna will breed worms and stink. I'm to look to Christ only right now every day. No change, no change. No progressing past that. Looking to Christ only, the heavenly manna every day. Don't try to save don't try to live tomorrow off yesterday's manna, it won't be any good. Today. Today, the Holy Ghost says, if you will hear his voice, hearing his voice in the preaching of the gospel. Now if my voice is the only voice you hear, you will have no benefit at all. The Lord said the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. If I don't hear his voice, it will be no saving benefit to me. If all I hear is the voice of the preacher, it will do me no good. Now he speaks. If you will hear his voice, he speaks by creation. The heavens declare the glory of God. He speaks by his word. That word that is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Now let's go on reading. In verse. Eight. Harden not your hearts. As in the days of provocation. In the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me. Proved me and saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart. They have not known my way, so I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. Now he is referring to what took place in Numbers thirteen and fourteen, when God said, Go take the land. They had not been uh they had not been gone from Egypt for very long. And God said, go in and take the land. So they come up with a plan. Well, let's send spies in. They couldn't just come in simply because God said they wanted to send spies into the land to to see the land. And they sent those spies in for 40 days. They come back 40 days later and they come back with a load of grapes to show how indeed that it was a land that flowed with milk and honey. But they said there are giants in the land. And we... We're like grasshoppers in their sight. And there's no way we can defeat these people. There's no way we can take this land. Now, look what they'd just seen. They'd seen the Lord destroy Egypt. They'd seen the ten plagues. They'd seen the parting of the Red Sea. But they forgot all of that. And they thought, we're not able to take the land. They were looking to their own ability. They murmured, Moses... They murmured against God, you have brought us out here to kill us. We would have been better off staying in Egypt. And they actually spoke of us stoning Joshua and Caleb when they said, we'd be well able to take the land. If God's for us, if he delights in us, we can take the land. That's not going to be a problem. there will be bread to us. And the people spake of stoning them. And the Lord said, how long will these people provoke me? Provoking him with their unbelief, their failure to enter into his rest. Now, I was grieved with that generation said they do always err in their heart, continually, non-stop, they always err in their heart. They have not known my ways. Now, it's not that they uh, didn't intellectually hear of his ways. They'd heard his ways, but they had not known them. They would not loved them. They didn't love Christ being the way. They didn't love his righteousness being the way. They didn't love his life being the only life God would accept. They didn't love him as the way of peace. They didn't love him as the straight and narrow way and the straight gate. The Lord is this Straight gate, this narrow way that's so narrow that if you have anything other than Christ, you can't get through. Now, let me repeat that. I want you to hear that. Christ is the narrow way in this sense. If you have anything other than him that you'll plead before God, you can't get through. He is the only way to the Father. Christ is the way. And he said, so I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my Rest. Now, understand this. Faith is described as a rest. What do you do when you rest? You're not working. You're resting. And this concept comes from Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. After God had finished the works of creation in six days, on the seventh day, he rested. It was not because he was tired. It's because the work was finished. He looked at what he did, and behold, it was very good. And he rested from all of his works. Now listen to this scripture from Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. There remaineth therefore a rest. A Sabbath of rest. Do you remember when the Lord said, Come unto me, and I will give you rest. Rest. There remaineth therefore a rest. Not trying to work, not trying to do. There remaineth therefore a rest for the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest, listen to this, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Now, if I enter into his rest, I will cease from my own works. I'm not looking to be saved by anything that I do, but only by what he did. Now, the writer says, take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God but exhort one another daily while it's called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin, for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 says, As you receive Christ Jesus the Lord. How'd you receive him? Nothing in my hands I bring, Simply to thy cross I cling. As you receive Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk ye in him. How do you receive him? Empty handed. How do you walk in him? Empty handed. Looking to him for all things. Now we're made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of that confidence, Christ only, steadfast to the end. Now we have this message on DVD, CD. If you call the church, write or look on our website, you can get a copy. This is Todd Nyberg praying that God will be pleased to make himself known to you. That's our prayer, amen. To receive a copy of the sermon you have just heard, send your request to Todd.nybert at gmail.com or you may write or call the church at the information provided on the screen.